Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Sioux Nation and Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is Glenn Newcomer. He's the president of Newcomer Farms, a fifth-generation operation in northwest Ohio. We'll hear from him after this. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, chat at 605-870-0697, or wade at 605-730-1801. Having a next generation that wants to take over the family farm or ranch may sound like it's simple, but Newcomer says the logistics of how that gets done can actually be quite complicated. We raise grain crops, we sell seed, we have a crop insurance agency, and I serve on a uh, board of directors for an equipment company. So I'm very uh, committed and involved with agriculture, and I'm very committed to it. Years ago, we had livestock, but like many operations that we 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 just got out of that when I was younger, and for my farming career, I went in, in a different direction with the with our farms and stuff. But it, there's definitely been a, a resurgence of, of livestock in throughout the Midwest, I guess, and so it's changing times. And with uh, changing times comes changing ways of doing things. So you know, some for the better, some maybe not so much. And we discuss and learn and and rely on our resources. Uh, One of those resources that you really think is important is a business advisory team for our farmers and ranchers. When we say business advisory team, Glenn, first, what are you talking about? It's a little bit different concept. I know many companies have board of directors and, you know, board of directors have a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders and stakeholders in a company. And the CEO reports to basically the, the board of directors. A business advisory board is totally different concept that um, it, it, it evolved over the years where I basically have outside experts or outside people who are resource people who give me the extra horsepower, give me extra feedback for our operation of, of and helping me in the areas that maybe I feel weak. Um, you know, on, on my business advisory board, it's made up of professional people. Um, some of them are attorneys, some of them are CPAs, some of them are retired CEOs, current CEOs, um, CFOs. Um, and so um, these are people that, that work in, that have worked throughout their, their careers in different industries. But business is business. And when we look at agriculture, it is a true business and we have to treat it accordingly. And as our operation grew, I just felt that I wasn't properly trained or that I I needed to have a network of people that I could go to for answers or guidance. And, you know, in many operations, you know, it's a father-son operation, which is how ours started. Um, My father's passed away, and, and as I got older, I just felt like I needed to have people that I could go to that I could count on for solid uh, suggestions and recommendations. So it's the and a business advisory board is different than a board of directors. As our farmers and ranchers think maybe about possibly building in a, a business advisory team, just some tips on some people or positions they may be working with that could be valuable members of this particular team for the operation? I think it's very important for all opera producers if they develop a board like this to 
really sit back and do some diverge and do some deep thinking in regards to what their weaknesses are. And it's sometimes that's difficult to admit to, but we all have, have our strengths and weaknesses in business. And a business advisory board is, is the person I would say would, should be a person who adds to the mix, adds, strengthens your weaknesses. And I think it takes time to develop and it doesn't happen overnight. I know for me, it took a year or so before I had the makeup of, the, of my team together before we even had our first, first gathering. And then actually took another year for the board to really understand our business. And so I, I guess I would just say, look for, identify the areas in your, in your business or in your operation that you want to improve upon and then seek for those professionals outside of, outside of your industry that can, that can benefit you. And it's, it's paid great dividends for me. Can the shape of a business advisory team or the, the makeup, can that shift or an ebb and flow as uh, maybe an operation Absolutely. goes through the years? Absolutely. I make it very clear that anybody that serves on, on our business advisory board, it's not a permanent position. And at some point in time, somebody may be asked to step down. I've had um, three people that have, have already moved on, but two of the three actually said it's time for me to step down and we'd like you to replace me with somebody else. And so it's it's been a beneficiary from that aspect that it opens the door for new talents and maybe younger people. Uh, from when I started it to where I am now, everybody that I'm bringing on the board is somewhere between my age and my son's age. And so that I think that's a good perspective that it's it's someone that's closer to my sons in age so that he can continue on working with them if something happens to me. And at the same time, I'm trying to build a team of people for the future. And so it, the people that serve on my advisory board, I do pay them. Um, we meet three or four times per year for about a half a day each time. And I, I pay them professional rates, I mean, because I figure the the information that they're sharing with me or the guidance that they're giving me has value, and I want to make sure that they're being compensated for that accordingly. But yes, uh, bottom line is the the positions are temporary and never permanent, and that as you discover needs, you can add to it, you can take away from it, but it's just a mechanism or a means that you can have a group of people as as a group that can act as a resource for you to help you when you have difficult decisions to make. Does this business advisory board, do you folks delve into the estate planning side of things or do you focus on, okay. Um, And I think that's been one of the greatest benefits. One of the main responsibilities that I have for our business advisory board is succession planning and transitioning the farm. Um, It it doesn't happen overnight. I know for, for myself, when it was just my father and I, it took about 15 years to make that transition. And my son, who is part of the operation now, came back from college eight years ago. And so I'd like to say we're half there now. And he makes progress every year. But a transition in an operation just doesn't occur. You don't just pass the baton or turn over the keys to the kingdom and say, here you are, there you go, manage. There's a lot of planning that has to take place. And a succession plan is totally different than an estate plan. And I will say that, that sometimes we, we talk on that, as, we work on that as well. And on my business advisory board, I also have my attorney and my accountant or CPA or a business planner who is part of that discussion. And together, collectively, we talk about things as far as how we're going to transition or what the, the plan actually is. 
And I think the main person that's benefited from it the most, in addition to myself, is obviously my wife. Um, over the last 10 years, she now today has a much better understanding of the dynamics and the, the, all of the different moving parts within our operation. And so I would say you could ask her, that, and I'm sure she would agree with me, that she has benefited greatly from, from the development of the advisory board. It's as much of a benefit for her as it is for me. And I know our son, who's part of the operation, he has discovered and learned things about the operation that he wasn't aware of. And so he has peace of mind knowing that as we move forward, um, there's a plan in place for him that his spot is secure and that, you know, we there, there's a plan of how we are going to um, take care of all of this someday when, when we're gone. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. I asked about some of the professionals that should be at the table or could be at the table for a business advisory team. As far as a, a family operation, some tips or advice on which family members need to be at the table in, in this sort of situation. Is it just those actively with the operation or is it just anybody by no. blood or relation well, that should be there? For us, we have three children and our youngest son is the one who's involved in the operation. Our daughter is a professional. She's a she's an attorney, and our other son is in commercial real estate. And so, they're they're pretty well set, and they have a lot of business knowledge and business sense already. But we have invited them to be part of the discussion in the past, so that they're fully aware of the direction and what our intentions what intentions are. Now, it's not like you're throwing um, sharing your will with them but they have an understanding of what our desires are and the direction of the company and that the person that's, that's putting time and effort into the operation is going to be treated differently than the other children. And I think that makes sense. It's only fair. The person that's, that's putting their sweat equity into an operation, they've earned it and they've helped to build and grow the business. Therefore they should be rewarded accordingly. But yes, we have all of our children at the table. They're all aware of it. And, um, at different levels, they they all add value. I remember hearing years ago, sometimes be very difficult to differentiate what may be fair as far as estate planning with an operation does not mean it's equal for Absolutely. each of the children. And that can be hard for some some folks to try and work through. Well, I think that, that the dynamics of that is something that every family has to discuss. Um, absolutely. Fair is not always equal. But at the same time, though, you don't want to be unfair with the person who has put the most into the development of the of the business. And and I guess for us, that's the reason why we have things structured as a corporation, so that at, over time, as they as they work, or as I'm, I'm using my youngest son as the as the example, he's gaining shares in the corporation, so he has equity. Every hey, he has more equity in the operation each year as we move forward. So he sees his net worth growing. He see, he's seeing a return on his his time and, 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 and labor. And at the same time, um, 
you know, he, he serves a significant role in management leadership as well now with the rest of the employees. And so our other children really have nothing to, to say about that because they're not involved with it. But at the same time, they realize that someday they're going to benefit some from that. So uh, it's, I think it's, those are conversations that a person has to have with their attorney or whoever is helping them to um, manage or plan their estate. Because you know, eventually it's gonna. We all have to face that, and it's very important to have a plan in place. Because if if you don't decide, someone else will. And so, if you, I think it's it's very important to be very proactive in setting the stage or, or laying out your expectations and and so that your desires are are fulfilled. Because we all know we can be thinking about something, but unexpected things can happen. And if these things aren't laid out in a Absolutely. form that can be relayed or passed on that's when some serious difficulties can begin absolutely there's oh i think it's very important for operations to have a contingency plan in place for what happens when something unexpected occurs and for example an unexpected death um i know for us one of the things that we've developed it's it's called the when i die folder and it's not a when i die if i die folder it's when i die and it, it, it's basically, it's a, it's, a, it's a folder that's made up of ideas and plans and important documents and things that need that kind of like the roadmap or the game plan in case something happens. And um, it, it's important, I think, to have that. So it's not just important to, you know, maybe the people who to work with, but it's also important to know maybe who not to work with. So, so the When I Die folder is something that I think is very valuable because in the emotions at the time when, when bad things happen or on a, on a, on unfortunate things happen, emotions sometimes drive decisions and you don't want to have that happen. You want to have a plan laid out. So I think it's very important to have a contingency plan in place for an operation. And, and, and obviously, regardless of size of operation, you need to have a plan in place in case something unfortunate occurs. With Agriculture In-Depth brought to you by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation and Fort Pier, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.